Hi. Oh, so I think I know how to do it now. I think I was, uh, I shouldn't do it through favorites. Anyway, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I just realized that too. I had to actually Google this. I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, now I think I know how to do it. So next time um, we'll figure out how to seamlessly connect. So it's not like we're going through a bouncer to get into a club. Yep, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. For people listening, the trouble we've been having is actually starting the recording. (laughs) (laughs) We always get it at the end. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't take, it it gets quicker each time. Yeah, exactly. So I think going forward, I think I know what I need to do, but um, I think it's what I was clicking on. I mean, it seemed pretty straightforward, but oh, well. Anyway, happy Sunday, or not happy Sunday, unhappy Sunday. How are you? <laughs> I know. Unhappy Sunday to you as well. I'm all right. I'm glad you made it, though. I know you're not feeling your best, and it's not just the usual Sunday scaries. Yeah, on top of that, it's just the whole day, I feel like, has been wasted. I meant to do all this cooking. I meant to go to the grocery store and pick up some stuff, and then I was just hit so hard but I think what it is is food poisoning so I made the mistake of getting food from out yesterday and Mm -hmm. my husband's a germaphobe so he doesn't like to get food from out but for some reason I was really craving um dumplings (laughs) that sounds so good yeah but you know and I I have not been sick like I haven't had food poisoning in forever so it was a little bit of a a thing of discomfort and the funniest thing is all day today the only thing I was thinking is I don't feel like eating anything I'm just I just feel like drinking you know water but I was like how many pounds can I lose <laughs> I know I always have that thought when I have a GI issue and it's just awful <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it was really sad because I was like oh man I'm really feeling terrible but then in the back of my mind I was like oh you know how much how long can this last and, and, and how much weight can I lose by not eating anything? Um, I know that's really sad, but you know, obviously tomorrow I've got to buckle back down and get to work. And I wish my Mondays weren't so meeting heavy. I feel like Mondays and Tuesdays are my biggest days. And so I had called out that one Monday. I think it might have even been last Monday, to be honest. I think it was last Monday, yeah. It was right after our Sunday Scaries episode. Yeah, and then, I mean, I ended up working, but um, I don't want to do it again. You know, and it just seems stupid to call out sick when you're at home. But the problem is I have to be on top of my game, I guess, because I have so many meetings that I'm actively involved in, so... Um, it really sucks, but at least this week is a short week. I'm actually taking Thursday and we get Friday off for the 4th of July. Right. I know it's so awesome. I know, but it goes by so fast. I don't want to be a negative Nancy about (laughs) it, but I get so excited for these, you know, these days off. And then I just feel like it goes by, it, it goes by so quickly. I know it sucks because it's the anticipation that's the best. It makes you the happiest. Yeah. And then when you're actually in it, then, yeah, it's totally negative, Nancy. I'm the same way. Trust me. Oh, God. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I think everyone is really trying to figure out what it is that they want to do with their life during this quarantine. And this is not it. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I know. It's so far from it that 
Yeah. <laughs> but do you feel like it is only, we only feel this way because we're in quarantine? Because we never used to talk about this. I think, though, for us at least, part of the reason we didn't talk about it is because we were desk buddies. And yeah. so there was only so much we could really say while we were at our desks and tapping away, <laughs> talking to people who actively came by to talk to us. You know, it was it, our workplace is pretty social that way. And um, I feel like we would kind of scratch the surface of it, of course, and like while we were texting each other, mm-hmm. but we didn't have an, an in-depth conversation around it in our office just because I think it was too hard yeah I think I think so too because I'm like is this all of a sudden that I'm feeling this way because I don't remember feeling such a dread and the thing is I I don't know if it's going to end so if we (laughs) so if we have to do this for and I really feel like with the numbers and stuff that people are you know that the second this is really the first wave but say the second wave comes right because already like we started trying to reopen and now we have to shut down again yeah and then imagine if this, because I, because right now is what, almost July? Yeah. What if this goes on and we're supposed to go back maybe tentatively in September? Yeah. If they're like, oh, by the way, not until January 2021, I'm just really curious to see how many people are going to stay. Yeah. Well, I, I do think what is unique about quarantine and pandemic and how it relates to um, you know, your purpose in life and your your job or your career is that right now, I think for most people who are privileged enough to work from home, like the essence of your work is really boiled down into mm-hmm. like the, the necessary stuff, right? Right. Um, and that's where like, even though I think you and I are both huge introverts and didn't love a lot of things about being in the office, mm-hmm. there was some kind of like buffer there right Mm -hmm. to 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 the stuff that we may not like about work that cushioned it a little bit Mm -hmm. but now it's just like very bare and stripped to the basics and when you look at the basics of what you do Mm -hmm. and you're not around people or going into an office and appreciating some of maybe the lifestyle um parts of it or the lifestyle it affords you you're like what the (laughs) like all right this is what I do all day you know yeah and I think that One of the things that, you know, we see a lot of people doing is taking like, you know, saving money and then they decide, oh, I'm going to take a year off and just travel. But with the pandemic, that's really not a smart thing to do either, right? Is to like yeah. pack up your stuff and go and get on a plane and True. go to a different country, right? So so the only thing that we can do is <laughs> buy stuff. <laughs> and as, you know, as you say that, I'm fingering my beautiful Tom Ford bronzer. Um, which came in the mail earlier this week, and it it's bringing me such joy. Oh, have you had a chance to you know put makeup on? And I mean, do you yeah. put makeup on in the house and just walk around that way, or do you do you feel like the only time you can put makeup on is like if you have to leave the house to run an errand? No, I actually kind of enjoy wearing makeup more at home for the fun of it because I think it's just kind of for me I get to like experience it rather than worry about how it might actually be looking mm-hmm. like I have a better sense of how it wears if it works for my skin tone um you know like how the how the shade might look all of those kinds of things where sometimes I feel like when I actually wear makeup to work or for other things I kind of put it on and I like forget about it um <laughs> you know I just can't pay attention to it all day like who's who's going to go look at their face and touch up their makeup and this and that um 
but yeah at home I definitely feel like I can just have more fun with it and I'm like oh should I use this kind of brush for this product or does this product work better with the primer or not or certain moisturizer or not so yeah I definitely feel like I can learn more about my makeup working from home and it's it's still kind of a ritualistic thing for me like I don't have a routine per se every day Mm -hmm. but I like going through my stash and putting on a couple of things at the start of the day it just makes me feel more mentally ready to go that's so smart because I'm the complete opposite and I think I've heard a couple of people you know a couple of my friends say like in order to get started with their day and to motivate themselves they get dressed they get their makeup on and do everything like they would do a regular work day a friend of mine was even like and I even put on my shoes <laughs> like oh my well yeah I actually I don't put on shoes but I do put on slippers which makes me feel infinitely more put together <laughs> along with my makeup <laughs> and I'm not really a slipper person and there's specific uh-huh. kinds of slippers they're not like I have these big fluffy ugg ones mm-hmm. they're like um in the what's it called the minnetonka like moccasins mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, they feel a little less cushiony and fluffy and more like kind of a shoe. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that part. That's so funny. I'm, we're so the opposite, right? I wake, <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I haven't gone for a walk in four days now. And I usually get up in the morning early, go for a walk. But I've been waking up way too late. And, um, and I didn't even get to go this weekend. No excuses for this weekend aside from today. I've been feeling really sick. But yeah. I... I am just, I'm that person who is in the most comfortable clothes all day. I don't put any makeup on. I throw my hair into a bun. When I take a shower and wash my hair, I barely blow dry it. It goes directly up into a bun, completely (laughs) wet. And then I put on really, really like comfortable, like a a large t-shirt and call it a day. And maybe that's... Yeah, but I think maybe that has something to do with it, me. You know, maybe one of these days I get up, put makeup on, and see how that affects it. And but I don't know. And then lately, remember I told you before I had like carpal tunnel, which is why I was starting to try to set my desk up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's Sunday, so it really shouldn't be like I feel like it should really hit me on the days that I'm really typing a lot, but all today my right wrist has been hurting so badly so I just slathered on some like arthritis cream and I just feel like I'm I can't get that set up straight and my husband was like you know if this is going to go on long term like we really need to rethink like setting up the guest bedroom with two desks Mm -hmm. investing in you know some good chairs and things like that because we keep saying to ourselves that this is temporary yeah. Um, and in the process, you know, we're it's just all getting ourself. extended more. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just been like we keep swapping places because we only really have one desk and man. I think he's right though. Um it, it will pay to make some small changes, even if you get one of the smaller, like sort of ladder desks you know that leans against a wall I think Mm -hmm. the small things will make such a change like having something that's more um wrist level right Mm -hmm. or body level um so even if you don't get a very fancy setup even something small that's meant to be a workspace will be infinitely better than sitting at your dining or kitchen table right no that's true um and I think it's a matter of also just um making sure that we 
um, like rearrange the entire guest room so that the guest bedroom so that we have room for these things because right now we don't right right it's kind of fun though right rethinking your space (laughs) it is if the I think it would be more fun to kind of do it if the room was wasn't already like a guest room slash my husband's guitar room with all his like speakers and amps and stuff like that so it's not very I'd love to one day have an actual guest room where it's just the guest room so like I don't I feel embarrassed having people like if they come to stay it's like a makeshift guest room and yes it has like you know it doesn't even have like a real bed it has like a pull-out sofa and you know how uncomfortable those are but it's just such a small room that no bed could fit in there like you know um but it just is so crammed with a bunch of stuff and then we took the door off of the walk-in closet and then put a desk in there so literally we're sitting inside the closet right (laughs) to do you know what this is kind of funny though because okay first of all doesn't matter what the guest room looks like now anyways because no one's gonna have any guests right Um, but you know how we've been talking about how opposite we are in Mm -hmm. many ways and we have to get to the tattoo conversation by the way oh yeah because I love that text you sent me where you were like by the way do you have any tattoos (laughs) and I was like "Hmm, no actually Helen definitely something we should talk about more I wonder how different our workspaces would be (laughs) oh yeah I mean for me I I say in my mind that I want to be simple I want to just have like minimal stuff and but it ends up being like I'm that person that likes to have everything just in case Right. And so, you know, anytime you see your like furniture shopping and stuff online and you see, you know, like a picture of the actual piece of furniture in a room and it's completely empty and it like a desk has maybe just a laptop on it and not nothing else. Yeah. That is not me. I mean, I want to have like a pencil cup. I want to have a little stand for my iPhone. I want to have you know, things that are like readily available, right? Because I'm just remembering our desks and you had your little, did you ever get your mug, your fancy? I did. My <laughs> stuff came a few weeks ago. And so awesome. my, my Ember digital mug arrived and a sweater I had left and um, a comfy little pillow I actually kept in my chair. So I was, oh. I was really glad to get some of those things. Oh my God. I remember that when you first got that, that heated mug and you were like, Oh my God, this is really keeping my coffee warm. Oh my God. Can I tell you, sometimes it keeps it almost too warm because no matter how much liquid is in there, it will keep it at the same temperature. So it feels great when the mug is full at like whatever, you know, 12 ounces. Yeah. But then it's so weird when it's at the same temperature when you're down to like those last dregs. Mm-hmm. And I can see steam <laughs> rising off of it because it's, you know, that that one ounce is at the same temperature that the 12 ounces were at. Um, so I've been trying to lay off of it a little bit. Plus I, I, I think I use up the battery quite a bit. Um, oh, okay. shipping all day long, but it made a huge difference to get it back. Cause I just felt a little bit more like, Oh yeah, this is my workspace. Oh, so do you still use it every day now? I do. And I use oh. it for certain kinds of drinks more than others. Like I use it more for tea versus mm-hmm. like the special coffee drink that I make every day um, because the, the coffee drink has a bit of foam in it and mm-hmm. 
the ember mug kind of it doesn't like burn the foam but you know when it gets kind of what's the word like filmy at the top yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it like leaves that ring around the top of the, yeah around the cup yeah exactly mm-hmm. but it, it did make me feel like oh this is like my workspace because I'd gotten so used to that kind of thing mm-hmm. um in the office just those personal things we brought in but didn't necessarily have the chance to take back with us interesting yeah I I don't even remember what's at my desk to be honest with you I think the only thing I remember is the heater which I obviously don't need right right now I got my heater too which I actually do occasionally use (laughs) oh wow yeah I'm just wondering like realistically will I ever I mean I guess I guess eventually like I would probably go back maybe like once a week I don't know are we ever gonna get back to normal like are like are all of the office buildings downtown going to now go up for sale? Like are are people going to start? Yeah, I don't you know. know. It's, it's a brave new world. Um, really, who knows what's going to happen? And I think that's why I'm still entertaining myself with like retail therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's so much uncertainty around things like that and you know there isn't a lot of direction right we just know that things are changing a lot um and and some companies and industries i think are more at the forefront of it and will will serve as examples for everyone else and that includes our company i think right yeah <laughs> so we'll have to see like what other places are doing um And I imagine somehow we'll follow suit. But I also think it's really unique being in Northern California. Mm -hmm. um, Because I I think, you know, because of the Silicon Valley culture, um, this part of the country tends to do things differently. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of example is set by companies in this part of the country. Because I think in other geographic regions, they might kind of just be trying to go back to normal incrementally mm-hmm. agree um, right agree. with some like minor tweaks you know um like back to those glass partitions or something or more mm-hmm. separation between desks and cubicles whereas here i think it's like completely rethinking the workplace um, uh, agreed agreed and a lot of companies have already made the decision right that yeah that in, indefinitely their employees can work from home um, and I don't know, I think specifically for the ergonomic part, I do want to see a desk at the office. <laughs> I want to be able to sit at my sit stand desk and have the option to sit or stand and, and not have to rearrange my whole house. Like my guest bedroom is so small and literally that's the only room in the entire house where we can accommodate uh, a desk. Everything else is like full of furniture right so that's that's the tough part but we'll see I mean we've gotten through it this many months and then allegedly what maybe at the end of August they'll make a decision on how to do it I mean some of the rules are I think every company has the same rules for opening right you walk one direction you have to put on a mask you can take it off when you're at your desk no one's going to be able to use the conference rooms but I don't think that they've really thought about you know we're in meetings all day and yeah. If I'm sitting next to four people, which I am, and we're all on the phone at our desk taking calls, it's going to be really distracting. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting uh, 
I think that's going to be a problem that they're going to have to, because they did specifically say like, there's only one person in a conference room at a time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, yeah, I really am curious to see how that'll go. But you know, with our company right now, we have to be thankful, grateful that we have the job. We have to, you know, be grateful that the the business is doing really well. Um, I know. (laughs) That's why sometimes I feel so guilty for not, liking it (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, because it's not about like at this point you know it it puts a roof over my head and I I do overall probably like it more than I realize and same for you right um exactly a lot of perks to this kind of corporate life that um other people otherwise aren't lucky enough to enjoy um Although some could argue, you know, sitting behind a desk is their worst nightmare for various reasons. <laughs> I can understand some of that. <laughs> I definitely can too. And then for us, like, because, you know, I, I've always thought to myself pretty recently, like, could I just change my entire lifestyle and be be happy being a minimalist and not? And I have plenty of things in my house. I've got plenty of clothes. I don't need any. I don't. Yeah. There's nothing additional that I really, really need. But yeah. I'm trying to work on, you know, not buying um, anything that's unnecessary. It's not working very well. And I think what I found is that I'm having, I, did I text you this? I, I was, I had a thought where like a couple of days last week, there was nothing that I was expecting to come via oh, yeah, the mail. Yeah. And I felt, this sounds just like so spoiled and <laughs> and so awful, but you kind of feel like, oh no, I don't have anything coming today I'm, yeah. and nothing's being delivered and you feel a little sad. And that's when, you know, you have a problem. <laughs> I, I I have to say, I a hundred percent agree though. I mean, I think sometimes I am kind of shopping online just so I have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to make excuses for what I'm buying or mm-hmm. engaging in a certain kind of retail therapy where it's about acquiring it. It's just looking forward to receiving it. <laughs> I totally agree. And, um, you know, we, we, we talked about how, um, you know, I very, uh, I, I thought in a very sensitive way, I, I came to ask you if you liked to shop online since when we were sitting together, Oh yeah. I, you know, you and I were always like, we were never at our desk at the same time. We we're always in meetings and, yeah. you know, whenever the facilities team would come by and, you know, drop off everyone's packages, you always had like things coming into the office. And I was like, I wonder if she's having like the same, <laughs> it's not an issue, but it kind of is. I'm like, I wonder if she shops, she must shop as much online as I do. The only difference is I didn't have it delivered to my uh, to the office because I was embarrassed because my team didn't have anything and I just saw boxes and boxes yeah. coming in and I finally just asked you. Yeah. You know, but it's I mean it's really the same here, but I find myself have you found yourself um not spending? I mean I don't for me like ever since we've been at home, because I, I don't get out and I don't, and this sounds really spoiled, but like, you know, getting your weekly manicures and mm-hmm. your facials and your haircuts and stuff like that. I find like I've been saving quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's in part why I did do some extra shopping the last, <laughs> honestly, six weeks or so. And prior uh-huh. to that, as you know, I definitely been experiencing some financial ups and downs that were all my own doing. And so I was trying to be very con- restrained and careful. And I did feel much more mindful about my my spending and my shopping generally. So A, I was actually doing quite well with it, like before all of this started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once it started, I started saving so much money from other areas of my life mm-hmm. that, you know, sometime in May or June, I found myself with all this extra cash. Yep. And it, I shouldn't actually even say extra. It's probably how much I should have, realistically speaking, right? Correct. Um, in, in terms of cash flow, but it seemed like, you know, extra money came out of nowhere, but it was all this money I was saving from not going out or lots mm-hmm. of Uber rides um, in the city, which, which I tend to have a lot of. Um, and like you said, no like salon appointments or anything like that. Not this other kind of discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. So it did sort of feel like free money I had saved, even though mm-hmm. I hadn't really saved it. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. puts it all into perspective though, too, because I was thinking, okay, like, um, even just the amount of money that automatically comes out for, I don't know if you do like commuter check or what our version of commuter check, but yeah, just getting on the train and then the parking fee um, every day is about $20, 20 and maybe a little bit over $20 a day. And that was really adding up. And those are, you know, those funds were being automatically taken out of my account and I changed it. So now obviously you know, it's not being taken out. So I get a little bit more money in my paycheck, but like the manicure, the pedicure, the facial appointments, the haircuts, not that those are, you know, happening all the time, but you're right. Like going out to eat, Mm -hmm. do you take, but you take public transportation also to work, right? You don't just Uber. Um, yeah. In the morning, I've always taken public transportation just because in the morning taking something like Uber is a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in this city, I find that it's just really hard because a lot of people tend to, to uh, do things like that mm-hmm. versus public transportation. So I mostly take public transportation in the morning. Um Again, like when it came to say I had plans in the evening, right, in mm-hmm. different parts of town or even like appointments, like doctor's appointments and whatnot. And as you know, I was like moonlighting on the weekends um, mm-hmm. at a beauty store. So for all of that, I would still take Ubers and things mm-hmm. um, and it, it would still add up like I would I would say I still had like, you know, certain chunk of my monthly spending was going towards that yeah. even though otherwise my weekly commute is is on the BART here mm-hmm. um so I felt like that in itself was a huge savings and definitely think going out more than anything although I had tried to curb that quite a bit um in the last few months generally but you know especially in a city like this um eating out can be expensive and when you factor in things like drinking mm-hmm. um it's it's totally um it's, it's more than it needs to be right no that's no that's totally right but um before quarantine though did you guys I mean I know you guys you would go out and meet up with friends for drinks and stuff but did you mostly cook at home or did you yeah have you find oh okay so you're not finding I, I feel like when I talk to my husband about it he's like you know it's really strange you know when we were not under quarantine there would be days that we would come home from work and 
even though we had food in the house to eat, we would just be like, oh, let's just go get something. And that easily adds up. Like you said, it's so yeah. expensive just between the two of, uh, you know, between my husband and I, the, the, like one meal from out could cost like not even dining in would be like $50. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you do that a couple of times a week because you just feel too lazy. But lately we've been like, you know, we're getting used to like making a bunch of things at home and going to the grocery store and really eating through all of the things that I've made and obviously not buying from out, you know, from the paranoia of, yeah, you know, the virus and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I, you know, I don't go out very often, but when I did, it usually wasn't after work. Like I wouldn't usually go out every once in a blue moon, I would meet up with somebody. It's just that the commute was so long that it was like meeting someone for dinner and then wanting yeah. to catch up for a few hours. By the time I got home, it'd be 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, I feel like I've saved a ton of money and I've been funneling as much as I can into, I have a Marcus at Goldman Sachs, like saving online savings account. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not really simple to just pull money out of there. You have to like transfer it and wait a couple of days, blah, blah, blah. So I've been funneling money into there as much as I can. So I don't touch it. Right. It's funny you mention that because for a while I had canceled my savings transfers because I was trying to chip away more at um, debt, especially student debt. Mm -hmm. And I actually started it again the last couple of months because I realized I was saving enough Mm -hmm. under the current conditions to to start funneling again towards my savings. Mm -hmm. So weirdly enough, I've again, been lucky enough to be able to do that mm-hmm. during quarantine, but it, I was saving just enough. You know, if I don't see three people for social occasions, three times a month, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's just what you need to put into savings for the month. You know, that's, that's right. It's, it's not a huge amount, but it's, it's still impactful. Yeah. I feel like um, during this time and it's been how many months since March, right? And now we're in June or we're almost at July. I've saved more money between March and June than I had all of last year. Oh my <laughs> really, gosh, that's amazing though. It's really sad. But I think it is, you know, for me, you know, some of the things that I um, used to do that I didn't think about until now when I, when I don't do them anymore. Like for me, I don't get like gel manicures because I like to keep my nails really short, but I like to have them painted all the time. So I would go weekly and imagine how much that just adds up, you know, with the, with the service and the tip. And then also, you know, like you said, like doctor's appointments and stuff like that, where, you know, even just paying like a copay or like acupuncture or things like that, all of that stuff kind of adds up. And I haven't been doing any of those things, no acupuncture, no doctor's appointments, no, manicures no pedicures no facials no hair you know and, and I've heard so many people say like you know during quarantine I think it's more for women than for men but yeah you know women are more like oh I can survive without getting my hair cut it's fine yeah uh, my husband would say otherwise but I've become a um, very good uh, cosmetologist and I cut his hair now Ooh, that's something I would never attempt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks, it looked really bad the first time, but I was like, Hey, you know, it's going to look weird and it does look weird, but who cares? Like you don't leave the house and you have until, <laughs> you know, next year for it to grow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing, um, you know, trying to help him like 
with his haircuts. I'm learning a lot. I go onto YouTube and I look at the videos on how to use a clipper. I didn't know how to use one before. And I was just, I mean, it essentially ended up being like a buzz cut because I didn't know how to like fade it and everything. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I wish I could have seen this. I know it's really, it's really bad, but, but you know, like saving money on stuff like that, you know, even for him, like he literally doesn't buy anything. And so he must really be just raking in the money and just like saving it. I'm not so great, right? Obviously I'm buying things. I have a couple things coming next week. And right before we started recording, I thought, okay, remember to talk to Suman about the two things that are coming this week. And I don't remember what they are. And you know, it's really (laughs) bad when you buy stuff and they show up at your door and you're like, oh, what's the that has happened to me on several occasions, especially with the things that take a long time to deliver. Yeah. Because then three weeks later, you're like, what was that? <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh, I really didn't need that. And I have um, something that's been in the trunk of my car. Like I went to right before all everything shut down. I was driving to the mall to go and return this thing that I had bought online because I didn't want to pay the seven ninety five or whatever for shipping. Yeah. And it's just been sitting there. And now like the malls and stuff are open and I could essentially go in there and return it. But I wonder if they're giving, um, you know, if they're accommodating the fact that the store has been closed. Like if it's an online purchase, you know how they usually have like a 30 day return policy. Yeah. I wonder if they're extending I, that. Yeah, I believe a lot of retailers, cause I've definitely seen that on several websites um, are extending that to 60 days. Oh, my stuff has been for longer than that. And the stupid thing is, is I bought it online. So I'm perfectly capable of taking it and dropping it in the UP- UPS, whatever. But I held on to it because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait for the mall to open because I don't want to pay yeah. the fee. So I need to look into that and just see when I bought it. But I'm pretty sure it was March. Honestly, I think if you talk to customer service, it's just been so difficult to figure out when you can go out and do certain things that I think they might be somewhat forgiving um around it because like who knew right who knew that you wouldn't be able to make a return within 30 or 60 days or maybe even sending over sending something over um ups or usps is kind of challenging depending where you live you know Mm -hmm. just going to those places to drop something off might not be the easiest thing to do so I mean, I think a lot of places are being accommodating enough um, and you could probably make the case for sending something back, at least for credit, you know, Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting here online just looking to see if they have um, any sort of. Well, a good example, actually, though, is I had ordered a bunch of stuff from J. Crew. This is uh, one of the things that came with my stuff from the office Mm -hmm. which had delivered right when we went into lockdown and I didn't get it until June right okay and now it just so happens I've lost some weight so some of them are actually a little bit too big um but I was debating whether I should return them even though it was March but you know I have a good reason for why I couldn't send it back earlier it was Mm -hmm. stuck in the office during shelter in place Mm -hmm. um and keeping it in case like my weight does go back up Mm -hmm. um but you know I was going to call customer service and and ask but I imagine that was a lot of people maybe especially if you have things delivered to offices yeah um and you weren't able to get your hands back on them that's true I mean I thought I had a friend of mine actually who just started um who just got a job with our company and she's having to onboard remotely 
Um, mm-hmm. And she's trying to set up like her home office and stuff. And I thought our company was saying like we could go and get, um, you know, chairs and stuff from the office if we needed it. But apparently that's not the case. Like apparently they're like, oh, you just use the stipend that we're giving you. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's certain kinds of things mm-hmm. that are logistically challenging. Yeah. Um, to to either send or for people to come pick up. And I'm sure, you know, there's some liability involved with that too. Right. So I don't think they want people coming in and like, you know, just physically taking a lot of things Yeah. Um, that they might need. Cause then they'll also eventually just lose track of all of it. And that's also going to be a pain and hard to manage. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just looking at my order and it, it is giving me 90 days to return oh, awesome. online. So I bought it on, uh, is it this one or is it this one? I think it was March 7th. Um, yeah, I think that's when we officially started. Okay. Yeah, because I just bought something that's a little bit, that's too small for me. So I guess I should just stop being lazy and just drop it off at the, you know, at the UPS store instead of, dilly-dallying over $7.95. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what's kind of annoying about sending online returns that way is I, at least, I feel like I never have the packaging. And uh-huh. clothes especially that don't come in a box, you know, sometimes they come in those plastic um, yep. baggies, mm-hmm. which I, like, tear open and you can't really, like, reuse. <laughs> um, that's why a lot of my stuff right now is just kind of sitting around. Like I got a pair of sweatpants from Lou and Gray, by the way, which uh-huh. feel divine, but they're just way too big. Um, oh, okay. their, their sizing is, I think, uh, just much bigger than I anticipated, but it's just one slim pair of sweatpants otherwise. And I don't know what the hell to put it in to send it back. <laughs> Because I just don't have a lot of packaging material and I feel too lazy to go to UPS, buy the packaging, package it there and then send it. Um, Yeah. All while socially distanced with the mask on. So (laughs) I'll be that one annoying person who's taking like half hour to (laughs) send something. That's so funny. I've actually bought um, because of this issue, the same issue where I'm like ripping open the packaging. A lot of the times now they have the reusable one, right? Where they've got the perforation, you can open it. And then like, there's a sticker there that you can reseal it. Like a lot of the companies are moving toward that. But I actually a while ago bought from Amazon a bunch of like those, those baggies, those like, I guess, I don't know if they're called Jiffy bags, but whatever, like the packaging baggies. I bought like 50 for some odd number. And then I just keep them in the house. And again, this is like, you know, more stuff that I have in the house that's just in case, but I have used it so many times. So I just bought a size that I thought would be like, you know, big enough. Yeah. And not too small, whatever. And if it's too big, you just fold it over. Yeah. But it's really inexpensive. So I would highly suggest that if you... If Product you recommendation. Yeah. Jiffy mailers to... for all the online returns we need to make. Exactly. I mean, it sounds stupid, right, to pay money for it, But it's actually pretty inexpensive. So if you go to Amazon, you can get like twenty a pack of 25, a pack of 50. I think I went and got the pack of 50. And it's been really useful because also, um, you know, when I, when I have stuff up for sale on like Poshmark... Mm-hmm. Um, I use those bags also to send everything out. Oh, and I'm sure they're so much cheaper than actually buying at um, the like UPS retail. hundred percent. All of that. So, okay. Um, if you remember or still have the link, can you send it to me? Of course. I will make sure that I. But you know, 
recommend it. The other thing on that note, Helen, is I'm learning to live a little bit more with the things I buy that I may not immediately love. And instead mm-hmm. of like instinctively being like, oh, well, that was a waste of money because I don't love it. So I'm going to return it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of giving me time to be like, okay, what can I still do with this? You know, or could I, could I save this for a rainy day or could I repurpose it somehow? Can I just learn to like it? You know, um, like I'm just trying to be a little bit more patient versus immediately being dissatisfied and yeah. returning things. And overall, I think, you know, I'm a very good returner. I, I can't stand to have money just sitting around that I know I'm not making the most of and truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also been a good exercise to not impulsively buy things and then also impulsively return it because I feel guilty that I spent the money on some level too, right? Yeah, but that's but that's good as long as you do get some use out no, of it. I yeah, find definitely. I'm always like if I'm too lazy to return something, I feel so guilty because I'm that person who never uses it again and then it goes into the donation bin and then I'm like, man, I should have you know used it for or I should have returned it when I had the opportunity. Oh, no, you know me. I mean, half the packages at my desk were things that I had brought back <laughs> to mm-hmm. the office <laughs> to return. Um, so I've been a good returner that way. But like, I think a good example is so with my Tom Ford purchases, I got two makeup brushes. Mm-hmm. And I like them like they're they're good mm-hmm. brushes. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what the best products to use them with are. Um, but I, I was just thinking about it earlier and I was like you know it's not like I'm in love with them though and under normal circumstances I might have just gone and returned them to make mm-hmm. myself feel better and feel like oh well I had spent it but now I'm returning it so I have to have the money back right mm-hmm. but instead I'm kind of like no you know they're still good quality I like them I think I'll have a use for them I just need to figure out how best to use it right um, yeah. and like just learn to to spend time with it Mm-hmm. Instead of just pulling out of the package and being like, I love it or I hate it. you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually really good. Cause that really just, it's a more mindful way of like, yeah. Of spending your money. Cause I'm a chronic like returner and I'm one of those people who, when I don't like something, I have to return it ASAP because I want to see that money back. Yeah. And so I'm that person who, oh my God, like the person who, who owns like the UPS store up the street I swear he always gives me looks of judgment because you know I'm not in there buying any kind of service I'm literally there to drop off you know how they just accept drop-offs but you're not buying anything from them you're just dropping it off I'm always just dropping stuff off and the guy who works there is always looking at me like oh my god you know what we are we're like the new versions of the old crazy cat lady (laughs) Except we're very well established and settled, but like have this like chronic problem. (laughs) I really feel like it's a serious issue. Like I'm really like, I remember I stopped going to the local, like, you know, those stores that they have there, like the postal annex where they accept like FedEx, UPS, USPS. And they're just like these little mailer, local mailer kind of stores. I used to go to the one that was right up the street from my house to drop off all my returns. But I remember the one time the lady who worked there um, was like another, she said to me, another return. Um, And I said, yes. And I try to be really friendly about it. And she started shaking her head 
and I felt so judged. I have not been there since then. Now I've gone over to the UPS store where the other guy gives me nasty looks. (laughs) So random question, was your mother a returner? Because mine definitely was. She was always the person taking forever at the Macy's counter um, because she was trying to return something that was past the return policy or she had the wrong receipt or something. And it was always the most embarrassing thing. But now I realize I'm an I'm a chronic returner, but I'm also an excellent returner for that reason. Um, And it's just funny the ways in which you like turn into your parents, but also improve upon it in in its own weird way. Oh, yeah. My mom, she was an actual, she was a good returner. Like she always had the receipt. She always had, but like she would return, like she was also a big sales shopper. So she would buy something and it would be $7.99 Seven ninety nine on clearance, and then she would go back and. Oh my it. god, my mom too. She'd be like, "Oh, this, this, like you know, sixty percent off clearance is yep. perfect for me to gift to someone in India." And it would be just like you said, it'd be like seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then a week later she'd be like, "Who am I going to give this to?" And return <laughs> that like yep. seven ninety nine scarf. Um, it yep. was just insane. But she was like me in that she always had this bag of stuff she had bought that could potentially be returned. That's hilarious. Except she was always just confused about tracking it. And I think mm-hmm. she meant to track it better because she would keep her receipts and everything. She just got very confused about it, um, where it's, it's, it's easier for me. But yeah, just like $5 here and there, always worth returning. Yep, that's exactly how my mom is. And for me, like I, I return stuff, but if it's a small dollar amount, I likely won't. And if it's like a shirt or something that was really cheap, I'll just donate it. Otherwise, I feel really bad, but I'll throw it away. And, um, you know, but I, but I, I have to get it out of my hands. Like if I get something one, one day yeah. and I open it and I'm like, oh my God, I don't like it. It has to go back the next day. Sometimes it goes back the same day. Oh, wow. That's discipline. Yeah. I'm really, really weird about you know, holding on to things. It's weird because I have so much stuff, but I, I really do like to return things immediately. And then I, there's a lot of things that I've been like, eh, I don't love this, but you know, maybe I could wear it, blah, blah, blah. And it would cost a lot of money and it would just still be sitting in my house unused. And I feel guilty about those things. Yeah, no, I definitely, I overall feel more guilt than the excitement or joy might initially bring me. Um, yeah. But I also have the last few weeks taken a chance on things I knew I probably couldn't return easily. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was worth the time to experiment with because I otherwise might not have bitten the bullet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I bought a cleanser from a UK-based dermatologist who now has her own line. And I knew it would just be an absolute b-i-t-c-h to send it back mm-hmm. but i was curious enough to try it and i was i just accepted the risk i was like you know what if it doesn't work it just doesn't work and i'm not gonna you know bother trying to send it back um to the freaking uk how is it did you get it yet yeah so i actually meant to tell you about it so it's um i don't know if you've ever seen her on youtube but her name is dr sam bunting Oh, you've mentioned her before to me. Yeah, she's so if if you watch a dermatologist like Dr. Dre or mm-hmm. um, I don't know, there's um, there's an Australian doctor, Dr. David Lim, and then there's actually um, I think she's a pharmacist. Her name is Dr. Mona something. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's like this whole slew of YouTube dermatologists 
mm-hmm. um, who talk a lot about skincare. And Dr. Sam is one of them. And she's probably the most popular one from the UK. I'm sure there are others. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's definitely well known in, in the YouTube beauty world, at least. And she came out with her own brand. Um, and just, you know, a limited number of SKUs, really, really basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was intrigued by some of the products, especially this um, a cleanser she has called the Flawless Cleanser. And uh-huh. it's supposed to be like a one-step cleanser that removes makeup and skincare. So kind of replacing the double cleanse, essentially. Is it oil-based? Um, the thing is, it's not oil-based, but it has some ingredients and the texture of... Have you ever tried the Glossier Milky Jelly? No, I, don't, I haven't tried anything from Glossier. So the closest product I could compare it to is the Milky Jelly, which I have to say is their hero product. And, or from mm-hmm. my perspective, it's their hero product. And I think really what put them on the map for skincare. And I also have to say truly a unique product. And I've tried a lot of skincare, especially cleansers. And mm-hmm. I never came across a cleanser like that one. And I think there's a whole new category of cleansers that was trying to replicate that, but none of them have come anywhere near close except for this one. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know how to explain it, but it's like this gel, but it doesn't mm-hmm. foam and it almost feels like conditioner on your face. It's got a little bit of that um, slip and it, it, it takes longer to wash off than like a cleanser that foams or lathers because it has like, again, the texture of conditioner. Okay. Almost. Um, but I have to say, I do find that it's been, been been removing makeup if I'm, you know, playing with it during the day and definitely sunscreen. And I've been wearing multiple layers of sunscreen lately um, okay. because I reapply throughout the day and I'm like going out to take walks and stuff. Um, and it's, it's very basic, but I feel like it's getting the job done in a in kind of a unique but very effective way. And it hasn't been drying out my skin. It's only one product. And I was starting to feel like as much as I love double cleansing, I'm not sure it's actually good for my skin type. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is just, it, it kind of replaced my oil-based cleanser and okay. my second cleanse. Um, and I, I, I kind of find it so refreshing to just go back to a one-step cleanse, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to, you know, have to have a whole procedure. You know how they have like the Korean like 20 step. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, routine, which I which I would I couldn't bother. But that's great, though, that you found something. Is it um, today? Is it expensive to ship or is it like free shipping? Um, Do you remember? I can't remember. So I think I ended up qualifying for free shipping because I also got another product with it. Okay. Um, and I wish I could pull up the receipt in my email right now, but I don't think I can exit out of our recording app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to say it was a little bit more expensive than I would other li- otherwise like to have spent on a cleanser and a lip balm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the exchange rate is, it's not in our favor. Yeah, between the dollar and the pound. Um, But I do think it ended up being worth it. I didn't love the lip balm. Mm -hmm. um, But I was like, whatever, it's it's it still works. It's fine. It's kind of like glorified Vaseline. Um, But I I, (laughs) I can never, you know, I can never have too many lip balms. So I don't I don't mind it. And I felt like it was a safe product to to get with this um, to qualify for the free shipping. But Mm -hmm. I really think it's worth a try. And even if 
you know, one doesn't go for a product shipped all the way from the UK. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely in the category of that milky jelly, which is a category that, again, there are not a lot of competitors in. Okay. So the next best one, I think, would be the Glacé one. Or you could consider this the next best one, however you want to see it. The Glacé one, though, I think is um, has a lot of rose water in it and a very strong mm-hmm. rose scent. Okay. So I don't think that's everyone's cup of tea, probably. And the packaging on this one is much better. It's like your standard um, pump. Whereas, oh, okay. yeah, that one is kind of, um, I mean, you know packaging better than I do. <laughs> but it's a different kind of pump. It's And it doesn't work very well. And I always found that I had to <laughs> unscrew it and, and shake the product up. Okay. But anyway, it's it's a really interesting cleanser and I've definitely been moving in the direction of paring down my routine more and more, even though ironically I have more time and I'm less mm-hmm. tired now um, to spend on it. But something about seeing too much product had become very overwhelming on my bathroom mm-hmm. counter and I'm really enjoying just paring things down more and more. Agreed. I feel like I'm looking at my sink and being completely overwhelmed with the with the number of things so I'm trying to do I'm trying to get through like I'm trying to get to the point where I'm actually emptying something and then tossing it and then going to the next thing rather than to just have a bunch of stuff under my sink and then continuously buying additional pieces so that's something that I've been doing pretty well at this during this time um, I feel like I've, I haven't been buying a lot of skincare anymore. I did in the beginning and now I'm not. And then what have I been buying lately? I think I've been buying more like comfortable clothing. Me too, for sure. Skincare yeah, and- has definitely taken a bit of a backseat lately. I also just have a lot of samples and like um, full-size gratis that I got from when I was working at the store and mm-hmm. I just kind of rediscovered all of it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just work through some of these and experiment rather than buying new yeah no I I have so much too I've got a ton of samples I have a ton of masks I have a ton of treatments and the thing is I know what works best for my skin but I just keep being curious and anytime something new comes up I'm like I'm gonna try that but my skin hasn't changed though since we've you know been on quarantine like people are saying they're getting like mask acne and things like that but I haven't experienced any issues with I actually have really yeah like from the mask yeah last week I got like a huge zit right on my like cheek like right smack there in the middle of my cheek and I have to say like I mean I don't have completely blemish free skin but I don't get like really big zits anymore I'll get Mm -hmm. like a smattering of I think you know probably clogged pores and I have like mild keratosis pilaris on my face. I often have like a lot of texture and tiny bumps, but it's rare to get a full on zit zit. Um, Mm -hmm. But I got one out of nowhere the last week and my skin had generally been a little bit better after starting a retinol. So I'm pretty sure it was the mask. Uh, yeah and I find that especially when I'm walking in the sun I can feel it like the whole part of my face just gets so sweaty um oh that's interesting yeah like the it's definitely not comfortable um but I haven't you know I've heard so much about it people are always saying like they're what do they call it maskne I think they're calling it maskne and I've seen a lot of videos on it and stuff but um, I just wonder if people are still wearing, you know, because it may be like if you're wearing like your full like 
make your full face of makeup like you know your foundation concealer everything like that and then putting a mask on top of it I can imagine that that would cause issues because yeah even for like you know say like I go to Tahoe or something like that and it's cold and so I have um like something covering my face I always end up breaking out where like if I'm wearing a um oh my god why do I not remember what it's called like is it called a balaclava it's like that kind of thing that you put I always get you know breakouts so I can't imagine like for having to wear Mm. a mask I mean even though it's quite temporary but like you know say you're walking around do you wear a mask when you're like walking your neighborhood yes totally well I think we have to now isn't that the California order like if you're Um, out in public yeah it's a little bit murky because my neighbors are all arguing about it on the, on the next door app but it's like there's a little clause in, in my county that says you know you don't have to wear it while you're outdoor exercising right so you so like when you're running or you're walking or whatever outside you don't have to wear it so long as you have one with you or you so that you can put on or that you can maintain social distancing so like when I take a walk, I carry the mask with me, mm-hmm. but I am that person. And everybody in the neighborhood has been really good about this. Like a lot of the people I see are not wearing the mask, but they're carrying them. Some people are wearing them, but we do a lot of like sidewalk jumping. So if I'm walking down the sidewalk and someone's coming and I see them ahead of me, I walk into the roadway and we just, everyone says hi to each other. No one's getting offended. In the beginning, yeah. it was kind of offensive. Like you felt like at first I was like, they're running away from me because I'm Asian. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, they think I have the virus, but you know, now everyone just seems to do it. And then, you know, it's like no offense, but you know, you walk by them and you kind of wave and say hi and just you know, let them know, like, no offense, but yeah. got to maintain the social distancing rule. And thankfully in my area, it's been, people have been very um, good about it. And but although I have seen posts, uh, a lot of posts on, on the Nextdoor app saying like, how come people are not wearing masks while they're exercising and stuff like that and then people are always bringing up like they'll they'll quote whatever the ordinance is that says like if you're outside and you're exercising you are not required to wear the mask so long as you can keep six feet away from people and if you you can and or carry a mask with you I found in the city very early on people had just started to wear masks regardless Uh um and the people who weren't were doing the whole sidewalk jumping and initially I was doing that too I would just keep crisscrossing um Uh to avoid people and that was kind of in the phase where I still didn't even have masks Uh um but now at least in the city where I think it's more dense and so at some point it gets hard for people to zigzag yeah um and the street I usually walk down is now close to traffic and borders a couple of parks and so mm-hmm. it gets extremely crowded and um it it's very hard to keep zigzagging actually um okay. at this point like sometimes cer- certain times of day there are huge crowds out there actually because everyone's out trying to like get air and exercise so it's impossible to o- obey the ordinance um mm-hmm to to the letter like you can't just if you're exercising totally avoid having a mask because it's crowded enough and dense enough um and so I think I've seen most people now wearing one and even runners have that the mask that you described that people wear when skiing and stuff Mm -hmm. um 
And then there's also just like elderly, you know, and yeah. So people, I think, are trying to be careful of that. But so I definitely am wearing one more than I was before, and I don't even bother just carrying it. I I automatically put it on when I go out, so I just don't have to worry about taking it um, in and out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to kind of just secure it uh, in a certain way. But <laughs> this is why you're the licensed esthetician and I'm just a junkie because you are right. I totally put on makeup and Uh an extra layer of sunscreen several days before I went out, even though my mask was going to cover like half my face, (laughs) but I just felt better doing it. It felt like there was Uh some, you know, okay, now I'm getting ready for the next part of my day. And so that I'm sure did not help that I decided to test out my Tom Ford foundation with a layer of sunscreen and a mask on top of it. But that's actually good that you do that. I I just think that it, it adds that. Yeah. It adds that risk, that added risk. Right. And since you live in the city, I think um, it is a lot harder for you to avoid uh, the people. I live in the super suburbs. So for me, it's like, if I see somebody walking down the street, I have this huge walkway, you know, that I can just walk into the street and there's no cars coming and people are just zigzagging and moving out of the way. And it's just, it's pretty, it seems pretty good. I haven't seen a lot of people here, you know, defying the mask order. Um, I have heard stories though, people coming in and like, I, I went to the pet store the other day to get something for my cat and um, the three employees there were complaining that someone who had come in a little bit earlier you know, they were like, sir, you need to wear a mask. And he was like, oh, it's, I'm just here really quick to pick up something. My mask is in the car. And they're like, you can't come in here without a mask. And it's like, isn't that difficult really to put a mask on? Yeah, if it's in the car, then why don't you just put it on unless it's not in the car. So (laughs) yeah, and you're going to be in there for just a couple of seconds. But it's such a, I guess, an American thing to be like, you know, you're in violation of my constitutional rights. And I and I find that to be, you know, the reason exactly the reason why we're having this uptick in cases because no one seems to take this seriously until you're the one on the ventilator, right? Because I've seen so many stories online about like this person was uh, like this, this person today I saw, he was like leading the movement in Maryland to open up, uh, you know, all the shops and stuff like that. And he ended up getting COVID. But he's still standing his ground. He's still of course. pretty defiant, you know. But then I heard of some other guy, like, in a different state who was a big, you know, who said it was a hoax. I think somebody in Ohio mm-hmm. said it was a hoax. Then he got it. And he's like, you know, these people are not, like, young. They're, like, older people. So they're really high risk. And so he was saying now he regrets it. But I'm sure there's more cases of that than than are being reported. Because, I don't know, people are just taking risks um, yeah, unnecessary risk, right? Yeah. And like, you know, you see all these things where it's like 26 people in one family are now infected because they had like a birthday party. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, And then they're wiping out like all of the elder generations because, you know, they decided that they wanted to have a birthday party and invite, you know, grandma and grandpa. And now grandma and grandpa are no longer, you know, with us. You know, it, it's just sad. I know this is where though like I'm so glad to be an introvert because I'm like well I don't mind missing anything social and just ordering stuff online all day long (laughs) like no nothing's gonna get me to a birthday party sorry I know that's I mean that's I'm perfectly happy you and I are the same in that sense like yeah it just 
brings me such anxiety to have to go out and socialize with people. So that's not the issue here. And I have no problem wearing a mask. I, that's another thing that I did during this quarantine is I ordered every single type of mask that you could imagine. And it took like two to three months for me to receive all of them because a lot of them had come from Asia. Yeah. And and then I started getting reading all these stories about how like some of the masks that are being sent and produced from China are like not effective. Mm-hmm. But I have so many disposable masks now. Some some ended up the, the talk about like not wanting to return stuff, right? Like there some of these masks that I bought, you know, you can't tell by the picture what it looks like. I mean, I bought these black like disposable masks they look like surgical masks but when I got them it was so thin mm-hmm. and it is kind of pointless to wear it so well, but it's like you know well I mean that's actually a good point because other than like the N95s um, and the actual disposable surgical masks I feel like it's kind of um, overwhelming and a very much a gray area in terms of what's the right mask and what is actually protective but yeah. the, luckily, the masks that I got were from, uh, I think, a fashion label called Vida, which then started okay. manufacturing masks. And what I did like about theirs were it does have um, the filter, which you can insert into it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm not sure all of the cloth masks are actually like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people are just wearing a cloth covering. Yep. Um, yeah. But some of them allow for at least that kind of filtration. So that's why I purchased the one I did, because I felt like that that would be more effective. But no one was really saying, even online, w- which one is the best one to get. Yeah. So I did get that. But the thing is, you do have to then change that every seven days or so. So we'll have to end up buying more inserts. Yeah, I have both. Okay. okay. I have the disposable ones that are like the, I didn't, I have N- N95 masks because I had them for before this whole thing happened mm-hmm. because I was cleaning black mold. Mm-hmm. And so I happen to have 20 of those, but then I also have the cloth mask with the filter. Yeah. And then I also have a whole rack of like the other kinds. I've got the cheapy kind, I've got surgical mask. And then I also have the ones that they make in Korea, which they're called KF94 masks. Oh, And they're kind of like, I don't think they're as strong of a grade as the N95, but they're what everybody in Korea use. And it's, they're quite well made and it just took forever to get them. And I ordered them. Now I have everything that I've ordered. Actually, I think I still have one more order pending that I ordered in April. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Well, it's crazy. The way things have been though, I guess it's not that crazy, but also go Korea. Okay. Oh yeah. Beauty. K-pop, which effectively like seemed to shut down the Trump rally, if you heard about that. <laughs> yeah. And now these masks. Man. Yeah. What what comes out of that country that is not like amazing? I'm telling you, and the way they handled the whole situation and people there, you know, they don't have any um you know, they don't have any hang-ups. I think in general in Asia, they don't have any hang-ups about like, oh, you know, I don't want to wear a mask, you know, fight the system. Yeah. None of this kind of stuff. So their handling of the situation on top of the fact that everybody in the country, you know, is pretty much on board with wearing masks with no mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they're able to um, 
you know, beat this. And maybe, maybe if we want to go travel, that's the first place we can go where we feel safe. Totally. And then also, you know, then stock up on all the Korean beauty we love. But, you know, I actually mentioned that to some friends I saw Friday evening, socially distanced. Um, I, I was just telling them, you know, my relatives funny reactions on how this country is handling um, uh, the virus um, mm-hmm. versus others. And, you know, I couldn't help but say, and I didn't, I didn't mean it with any kind of moral or ethnic superiority at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, culturally, the uh, Asian countries, you know, there's, there's a huge respect for an adoption of anything related to contamination and hygiene. Yeah. And like in India, you see it a lot with casteism generally, which is not a, a, a good thing overall. Mm-hmm. And yet... It is in, in, you know, obviously situations like this, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And in just adopting public health guidelines and having a lot of respect for following rules and guidelines. Whereas, like you said, you know, contrasted to the right to wear a mask or not here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so infuriating and kind of makes me want to be in a place where culturally that, that can at least be respected. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so much more, um, community oriented that way and in that sense there is like a really strong civic sense Mm -hmm. whereas here everyone just wants to rip off their mask and carry a gun lately it seems (laughs) yeah it's crazy I mean it's very polarizing I feel like so there are the people who are really like come on let's just wear the mask it's no big deal but then yeah you do feel like people who are just fighting it to fight it and you know like in you know in in even before this pandemic, you know, we have a pretty big Asian population here. I mean, you always see um, Asian people wearing uh, those masks. Yeah, yeah, um, you do. You know, for pollution or if they're sick or whatever, they just don't want to, you know, spread whatever that they have, whatever illness that they have to someone else. Like, yeah, you know, and and now it's like everybody has to do it, but everyone is, and not everybody, but a lot of people are resisting. And I just find like it's so... Ew. <laughs> it's just so stupid. I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion. I just don't know how like wearing a mask is killing anybody. I know. Just what is the big deal? Um Yeah, it shouldn't be. So I I don't know, but I have a stockpile of masks. I you know, my parents and my in laws, um, obviously they live on the east coast, but they you know, weren't able to get any masks. Um, and they're also not great with like ordering stuff online. So yeah. they don't know which sites to go to or whatnot. So when I ordered like a whole slew of masks, I sent them both, you know, big packages of like random different types of surgical masks, cloth masks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but, I, I, and I think, I think out there mask wearing is still mandated. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. But yeah, I mean, that, that was another thing that I meant to talk to you about was all the different types of masks that I had ordered in the beginning. I mean, I was buying so many and then I was paying some ridiculous amount to ship them from Asia. So I paid like $20 to ship these very light, like surgical masks that weigh practically nothing. Yeah, um, you were so I funny. I yeah. actually took a long time to order any masks because I figured initially I was not going anywhere anyways. Mm-hmm. Um 
And when I was going for a walk, I still felt like it was manageable um, to avoid people. And I wasn't, I wasn't visiting any of the essential services, even like I wasn't going to the grocery store or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband was doing some of that, but you know, when I did order the disposable ones, you know, where I ended up getting them um, gloves included from yes style. Oh yeah. I ordered, (laughs) I ordered a couple from there as well. I ordered um, not the disposable ones, but I ordered a couple of cloth ones, but when they came, they didn't have the filter. They were more like K-pop fashion. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, well, but... I was surprised just because, I mean, I know they have a, a huge variety of stuff generally, like like household supplies and obviously beauty mm-hmm. and skincare. I didn't know they had anything like that, um, but it was actually really great and helpful because I didn't have to hunt it down. I just saw it come up on um, the site. The page. Yeah, yeah, like when I was shopping for, for skincare, I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's... Next time you go on there and if you buy it, you know, they have the KF94 mask. They're like all individually wrapped and it's not super expensive. I'm looking at one right now that's like five pieces. I mean, they're disposable, but I think you can wear them maybe a couple of times before you dispose of them. But it's like five pieces for $13. Do you remember in the beginning of this where people were buying five masks for like $10 a piece. Well, that's also why I'm kind of glad I waited it out because by the time I um, decided to order anything, the the pricing was pretty reasonable. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, I have a ton now. I don't need to buy any more, but I really went on one. I mean, I (laughs) bought so many different types and mostly because I wanted to make sure that like some would ship earlier than the other. So I just bought a whole bunch knowing that they would kind of come in in a staggered way. I I have one more mask that I bought that still hasn't arrived yet. Um, I I love that you bought a variety of masks and I decided that um, Tom Ford was an essential right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? I have bought some other weird stuff. I mean, it's like 100 degrees outside here and I'm still buying sweatshirts. So... um, you know, and one thing I did buy that costs a decent amount, I mean, not, you know, it, that I that I spent more than usual would be, I bought a pair, another pair of running shoes. They were on sale, but um, oh. just because I knew I'd be walking. Yeah. So I was, I was like, I'll just buy this. But other than that, <clears throat> I haven't bought, I've just been buying stuff that's pretty unnecessary, I have to admit. You know, but I'm trying but, to. But I'm glad you mentioned that because those are some of the kinds of things I found that I needed to shop for like I have a gazillion pairs of shoes for work right because that was always a necessity um you know like me and my proper work shoes um but I had like one pair of sneakers and I've had them for like three years and it's just like I just wear that one pair of sneakers like no matter what um if I'm walking or if I am going for hike which is rare um gym which is also rare but whatever that's all I needed and lately I think I just completely wore them out I got more use out of them than I have the last three years and the the top ripped there was a hole Oh, time to buy. The minute I saw that hole, I was so happy. I was like, oh, yeah, this is an excuse now to buy some athletic shoes. And so, um, I mean, I didn't spend a lot. I just got stuff on sale at DSW, but I got a good Mm -hmm. pair of like 
you know, like more like running, hiking, um, sneakers that were actually much more comfortable and suitable for being outdoors. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also got a pair of uh, just like all white kind of random walking around, not necessarily athletic, but they're called Vejas. Okay. Actually, those were not on sale at DSW. Never mind. Those were full price. Um, a little <laughs> bit overpriced, in my opinion. Um, and they were available, I think, on the Lewin Gray site. So, I, yeah, I got those. But, um, yeah, it was the first time in a long time that I considered any, like, comfort walking shoes. Um, yes, you have to get them yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm really glad that the other ones had started to wear out because once I did upgrade, I realized how much more comfortable they were. Um, especially lately when I'm, I'm walking a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I can totally see that there's certain kinds of things that just have come up recently that I otherwise wouldn't have looked into buying or repurchasing. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, why am I on the DSW site? (laughs) I don't need anything. I, I bought a new pair of Nikes and I think, and I also bought a new pair of, um, Adidas, but, um, and I've been wearing them quite a bit outside but you know those are the type of shoes that I normally wear on a daily basis anyway yeah even to work so yeah I'm just always looking for stuff but I always buy every all of my shoes on sale like I that's one thing that I will not pay full price for and I don't know what it is about shoes that makes it so different but yeah that's an interesting one yeah I love buying shoes but I will not buy it unless it's um, unless it's on sale so that could be a whole episode like what would you buy not on sale and full price Um... yeah there are certain things that I will like I'll wait for a good sale but sometimes this always happens you know you always buy something and then the next week you see that it goes on sale yeah you know and although lately I feel like things are generally slashed Um, Yeah, it's been really, it's been like Black Friday in, you know, June and March and April and May. I know, just all the time. Yeah, did you hear that? I know you heard this already because you're a former Gap employee, but the Gap is, is, um, is partnering up with Yeezy. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I wonder if that's going to bring the brand back. I mean, it's just one partnership, one collaboration, Yeah. but it's going for a while. Right. So I wonder if that will re-energize the brand. Yeah. I don't know. And I didn't take a close enough look to see um, if it's going to be globally available Mm -hmm. um, or just in certain regions. Um, because I do think what's interesting and like the, the company doesn't get a lot of credit for is, and again, I don't know the exact numbers currently, but um, I think brand identity wise and also numbers wise, they have been doing pretty well outside North America still, right? Okay. It has a lot of cachet. Um, I think it's just, especially within the U.S., it's it's had a very different kind of image, um mm-hmm. certainly the last few years and so uh, yeah it like remains to be seen how how it would impact the brand everywhere right yeah yeah and I, I think people yeah. forget what a what a global brand it really is mm-hmm. um and you know I still remember when we would visit relatives in India like that was one of the brands that my parents would take that was like a visibly branded thing like Gap sweatshirts you know mm-hmm Yep, that's the same in Asia, I feel like. Exactly. And, 
I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is really interesting because, you know, we've seen what it's done for like Adidas, right? So like the Yeezys that are available on Adidas, like really just kind of pulsed in some, you know, not that Adidas is, Adidas has seen its comeback and they're actually doing really well now, but I'm really curious. Yeah. How it'll. Well, and that said, you know, um, I, I worked there for a while, but both before and after working there, I still find out of mass retail, it's still very reliable for certain things that I find overpriced mm-hmm. elsewhere. So I bought like some new um, sleepwear, like just like a couple of leggings and like long sleeve mm-hmm. shirts that I felt like I could lounge around in but actually also sleep in because you know sometimes there's some lounge where you don't you don't want to fall asleep in because it's too heavy or thick or whatever um and those I still found at Gap at a pretty reasonable price and of course right now everything is discounted anyway and the same kinds of things at some of the new trendy especially e-commerce retailers are are like five times the price. And I do not see why. I don't think there's a huge difference in quality. Um, if if you did not, you know, photograph it a certain way, it would literally look like the same product no matter what. <laughs> That's exactly right. I buy actually buy a lot of stuff from Gap, like basic stuff. And like you said, like sleepwear, some of the stuff yeah. that's so comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, tote bag. Like I just buy, yeah, I buy a lot of stuff from there. It's just, I'm... I think a lot of people do. I just think that they need to pulse in more sales in order to be right. back to work. And there's some before. things people are are definitely buying less of, like denim mm-hmm. and stuff, you know? For sure. Um, For sure. But I don't think that means that there aren't huge chunks of the population that don't still shop at those places. It's also become very much like a demographic thing, you know? Yeah. Like, we're trendy Bay Area folks. Who buys denim from the Gap? You know, like... Yeah, you know everyone's got some like niche something that they shop from um, mm-hmm. because that's just trendy and people are just so specific in their tastes and preferences. Yeah, but otherwise across the country and across the world, like that's definitely not the case. You know. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because around here, I don't think I've known of anybody who wears. You know what they do? A lot of people actually wear Old Navy jeans over Gap. Right? Yes, I've actually heard that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's that's interesting um, around here, but you're right. Like I feel like in the Midwest or on the East Coast, like people are always wearing Gap jeans. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I I definitely owned several pairs um, when I was younger. Less so now, um, mm. but that's also because I haven't had as much chance to wear jeans as like a working person. Even though here we we talked about last time, um, it's so much more acceptable in the workplace. Oh yeah, um, sure. yeah. But you're you're definitely right about Old Navy, and that has like overtaken all the other brands, right? Um, yeah. Within the company, I never got into their denim, but I don't know why because it wasn't that different from from Gaps. It's I think it's just the price point is so good, and people felt like they lasted just as long. So yeah. why wouldn't you just pay less? Um, but I don't know. They just couldn't sausage in my body the way I needed them to. <laughs> that sausage factor wasn't there um I actually like Madewell now oh quite a bit and even J Crew. but I'm unique that way because I've always needed things to come in petite Mm -hmm. um and and not all petite sizing works for me but theirs does so that's good that's funny because I can't wear anything from Madewell it just doesn't work for my body and it's 
but then again, their clothes are more like a little dressier and I just, I don't know how to wear clothes like that. I know it's so not adult of me. I feel like when I'm going to be 80 years old, I'm still going to dress like a child. But it'll be great because you'll look so young, whereas I will continuously <laughs> age myself. Like 10 years from now, I'll be wearing house dresses and pearls. That's, oh my God, that's so funny. But I, you know, in, in many ways, I wish I was more that way because it's very, very, very difficult for me to, you know, I think we talked about this, like it's really hard for me to um, get dressed for occasions because like dressier occasions. I mean, like if I ever have to go to like some sort of wedding or anything like that, I don't have anything that I can wear like that's in my closet. I have to go and buy like a whole bunch of things to try on. Yeah. And nothing ever fits correctly because I don't know what works. Like, I can't look at a whole bunch of dresses and say, oh, this is going to look great on my, bo- on my body type. You know what? We should style each other. Not that the other actually needs it, but, like, I could style you for work. And no, 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 sorry, opposite. You style me for work, and I would style you for special occasions. <laughs> I would love that. I always tell, like, a, another girlfriend of mine, she just is like, oh, my God, I love just dressing people. And I'm always like, you know, I just need, like, a smart outfit. I need, like, a smart outfit for an interview that I could just wear to every interview yeah. because every time interview time comes around, I am like buying a bunch of stuff to try to see if it'll, um, it'll work. And I always look at, to me, I, I feel like I look so frumpy. Okay. Totally off topic because mm-hmm. I realized I'd made a note to ask you this and I totally forgot over the last like 85 minutes, Yeah, but have you ever shaved your face? No, I have not. And I'll tell you why. Please do. Because I don't get a lot of facial hair, mm-hmm. I only um, have to, like, wax my upper lip. <laughs> uh, and then I have, like, little itty-bitty, like, sideburn type of things. But it's barely, like, it's barely noticeable. And I, in general, don't have very much body hair. Yeah. But, like, shave with, like, a razor? Well, I mean, yeah, shave not just for, like, real hair. Because I don't have much of that either on my face. And I've already Mm -hmm. kind of done, um, I've done, like, electrolysis and stuff for eyebrows and upper lip. So, and that was never really a lot anyways. I just invested in it so I wouldn't have to keep, like, doing threading and stuff over the course. Oh, but you're talking about, like, dermaplaning. Yeah, like, that kind. And, like, also just, like, mild peach fuzz generally. So, like, peach fuzz and, like, exfoliation. Like Derma Flash, yeah. which people, I feel like, use for peach fuzz and exfoliation. I'm not quite sure. No, I've, I've never done it. I've seen it on quite a few um, videos and stuff where people are um, doing it. And the amount of peach fuzz that comes off is pretty astounding. But I, I don't know. I've never... Are you thinking about doing it? Well, yes, I guess I am. And I don't know why, other than I'm kind of <laughs> bored. And I'm intrigued and all these um, lots of different brands and retailers like have all these, you know, those mini, very small, thin facial razors out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been intrigued and I do feel like I have a little bit more peach fuzz than I ever used to. I'm like, you have never been hairy at all. Um, very lucky that way. But now I notice a little bit more peach fuzz on my face. And sometimes I find that like when I spritz myself with with a mist at home, which of course, Mm -hmm. no one's there to see but me, but I feel like I can notice the very fine droplets on some of the Uh, peach fuzz or when I'm like, 
spreading around foundation, which also no one can see now. <laughs> I feel like it's not sitting as well on on top of my skin and those parts of my face. And people say it it, it helps a lot with makeup, especially. Um, I mean, not that I need that because it's not like I'm wearing makeup professionally or anything, but I was curious as to what it would look and feel like. And I'd had a gift card for derm store several weeks ago and almost used it towards a derm flash. Okay. But then I read the reviews, which actually weren't that great. So I held off on it. But anyways, long story short, yes, I've been thinking about it. I would be so scared, though. Anything like that, I, you know, there's always that um, thought that, you know, your hair grows in faster or thicker or whatever. But I don't think that's the case for this. But for me, nope. And I, I am one of those people. I hate body hair. In fact, um, topic for next time is some of the things that I'm very grateful for that I actually got done prior to quarantine. Yes, that's a great topic. I have such a long list too. Yeah, and it's, you know, laser hair removal is really at the top of that list. Same. Um, oh my gosh, same. Yeah, it's it's the best thing that I've ever done. And, um, you know, there's other things as well that I, you know, that I find that my friends are really having a hard time with. And they're like, oh, my God, I've got to go get, I know. you know, all this maintenance done. And I can't wait till quarantine's over so I can get Botox and this, that and the other. And I don't have to worry about any of those things because of some of the decisions that I made to, like, put money into, um, you know, some some permanent or semi-permanent beauty uh, services and we can talk about that at the next oh my god yes I think that would that would be a great conversation I have a long list and um, they just ended up being particularly relevant right now but yep. also generally a really good investment so agreed no nope, I totally agree let's plan oh. to do that yeah we'll do that the next time but um Thanks, girl, for this. I look forward to this every single week because it's like the only time that I really get a chance to sit down and talk to a friend. I know it's yeah. the highlight of my week. And I love that we can talk about makeup brushes and facial <laughs> shaving, mask knee, um, and, you know, First Amendment rights and such <laughs> during the <laughs> yep. pandemic. So let's keep it up, girl. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it so much because I also miss our little desk conversations that were only, you know, that we were only able to have like quickly in between meetings. So this is like a, a nice time that we get to get together every single week and have like a like a purge of all of the things that have happened the past week. I know we should just call this show The Purge. <laughs> I think so. I think it's a really great idea. And this is just like, you know, it doesn't really need to have a topic, right? Everyone's it's just like two girlfriends just having a chat and catching up every week yeah exactly and um if we can make time for it all the work week is pretty busy maybe we'll add some extra shorter episodes here and there on specific topics when they arise because sometimes they do yeah I would actually like that because I think you know one thing that I'm having a hard time with is just separating myself from work and personal life so I find myself working until really late at night because I don't have that yeah delineation so it'd be great for me to say okay I'm gonna talk to Simone at seven tonight so I have to cut off and you know there's a topic or if there's anything you know particularly you know pressing that or maybe even just just getting things off of my chest like if I've had an especially bad week or if you've had a really weird week you know it's nice to just kind of 
decompress by talking to a friend yeah totally and I also know we we text each other randomly all week long and sometimes um we come up with things that we're like okay mental note we'll talk about it in our next recording yeah Um, but then there's like such a big gap and Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we end up coming up with that we want to save for the next recording yeah exactly Um, and then we get off on a different tangent because something else has happened in between yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, all the texts are, you know, happy Monday. And then I'm like, oh, my, 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 oh, my reply is always, oh, my God, I'm so busy. I'm still working. And then like at nine o'clock at night, like, I hope you signed off. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Still well, that reminds me. Another great episode would be just reading out loud our various text conversations. <laughs> so bad. They are such a diverse range of topics. Um, and emotions and emotions <laughs> all very well articulated because we're we're texting it so and I think you and me are really good about you know verbalizing it. oh for sure um, it's been yeah and it's just really funny like yeah. we, I wish you could put together like a best of our text conversations <laughs> Um, all the articles that you send me to make me feel better about myself oh my gosh I'm so sorry about all my articles by the way I'm a big article person and even back in the day when people would send each other like email forwards Uh I would like create my own forwards with like article links no I love them because all of them are so relevant like you'll send it through and you'll be like oh my god I thought of you and I'll read and be like oh my god this is exactly how I feel so that was the one that you just sent me this weekend that I was like I read it. I thought I had replied back to you, but I immediately clicked on it and I read through and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. And then the next day I went back and realized, oh my God, I, I totally just got into the article and then didn't text you back and say thank you for sending it or anything like that. Oh, that's fine. So, <laughs> but yeah, I always read everything you send me because everything is very pertinent to what's going on. We can also um, do that sometime. We'll just we'll like pick one of Suman's articles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk about it. All right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you. I hope I'm back in good shape for tomorrow. I've got a long day. I think my, yeah, my meetings end at five tomorrow. So. Well, and if you're not, you can always text me. I know. I probably will text you. I probably have a bunch of curse words in it by the middle of the afternoon. (laughs) Good. That'll be an even better quote. So. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, girl. We'll have a good rest of the night and then back to work tomorrow. All right. You too. Okay, thanks. Bye.